The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and well, the Jets flew right through the Oakland Raiders. We're going to talk about that and more here on show 416. Well, we better get right down to it. On today's show, we will have... I'll take some fried rice, please. Oh, gosh. Tragic story about Ray Rice. We're going to talk about that because, well, I want to. And we got a hit on the J-E-T-S. Yes, They flew right through the Raiders. Well, no surprise. We're going to hit on that for sure. A lot of people pissed about this game. And the Houston Texans coming into Oaktown to face the Raiders at home in the black hole. We got to hit on that. There's something we can do. I'm a hoping. That and the bone line should wrap up the show. Going to be a long one. Sit down, relax, have a cocktail. You're going to need it. first story I had to do it because, well, I'm driven to. No fried rice, please. (laughs) Not that it's funny at all. Ray Rice is suspended from the NFL, kicked off his team, and literally lambasted by all angles of media and, you know, personal attacks and all this other bullshit. And let me tell you why I think so, because there's a lot of people trying to light this poor guy on fire. First, I'm going to talk about the laws, the laws that protect women from men and actually are supposed to protect the men from the women as well. They are fully unevenly applied. The woman, most 90% of the time, gets away with slapping the shit out of her old man, you know, whatever, and then... The man scratches her anywhere that's visible, and he's going down. He's going to jail, period. It's a huge problem in the United States. This law has left the law enforcement cowering away from attorneys and lawsuits, so they would just as soon arrest the man. Of course, he's bigger. Not to say that he couldn't be asleep and get hit in the head by a steel-iron frickin' pan. Oh, well, too late. You're dead. Yes, I certainly dislike all type of domestic violence on grandparents, on children, on wives, husbands, on dogs, on animals, anywhere. Domestic violence is some real bullshit. But the way the law is applied is even more of the same. Yes, Ray Rice knocked his old lady out. Yes, it was absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong for her to slap him around in the casino earlier. Perhaps we'll see those tapes. Who knows? 
Not that either behavior is acceptable, but it could have been stopped way before the punch to the face in the elevator. The other problem I have in this whole story is the NFL totally knew that it was there. They suspended him for two games. That's it. You don't go to court and get a sentence, and then later when they see the film, they come back and try you again for the same crime. It's just not legal. But Ray Rice, because the film came out, not because they didn't already know that he became a big member of the Slapaho tribe and popped his old lady in the melon. They knew that happened, but now the film is out. Everybody looks bad. So everybody's covering their ass from Roger Goodell, the king of kings, and also the owner, the coach, and the general manager, all of which who, pro- who profess to be on the family side and Ray Rice's side. Blah, blah, bullshit. They should have just let him serve a suspension and the next guy up gets lambasted. But no, there's a knee-jerk reaction. And crap, if they could have tarred and feathered this poor guy, it would have gone down right there at the Ravens facility. Now, the aftermath of this tragedy, and I do call it a tragedy, even though the guy had a lot of money, got a big contract, made a lot of money in his life. But as well, his family will suffer. Yes, you know, go ahead and tell me it was his fault. I just say this. What a great way for the NFL to support one of their own, from the union to the league itself. Obviously, the man has a problem and the woman has a problem, and they have been working through it ever since this event. And now, cha-ching, you have no job. You have no insurance. You have no money. And now you can just go find something else to do. I don't know, janitorial? The whole situation was handled poorly, but I think the fact that the media and these asshole sports writers continue to lambast this guy when they got one side of the story. He's been the voice of the A's, the Giants, the Warriors, and the Raiders. It's the wheelhouse with the godfather, Greg Papa. You have to bow to his greatness. Live from the DGDG.com studios. It's Greg Papa and John Lund. Uh, Today, as much as we're talking about Ray Rice, today is not about Ray Rice. It's about the big guy who runs the league. What happens to him from here? We'll explain next. I swear we'll get to some football on the field. John Lund. No, we're not. It's football Monday. There we go. The Goodell side is interesting. We will get to football. I like sports. (laughs) I love sports. Why don't you become a lawyer? (laughs) We'll do it all next conjecture that you just don't think the NFL wanted to see the video. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. They say they didn't. We are told that they did. My understanding is ESPN reported this morning that they had a source that said they saw it. But the NFL is coming out and saying, we didn't see it. And... They, and But then they point to the police department refusing to give it to them. They never mentioned the casino. It's like, if they didn't try to get it to the casino, if they didn't try to get it from the casino, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's almost worse if they didn't than if they saw it. Because if they didn't, why would they not want to see it? That's Harvey Levin from TMZ. TMZ is the uh, outlet that released the Ray Rice video. And again, we had seen the video where he was dragging his then fiancé, now wife, 
out of the elevator in the casino in New Jersey, which, by the way, has since closed, not because of this, but because of, uh, obviously, financial issues. Now it was released by TMZ Today of him actually hitting her, and it's it's pretty jarring to look at. Ray Rice has since been released by the Ravens, and then after that, uh, Roger Goodell suspended him uh, indefinitely, which is nice. Uh, so uh, that's where we are as far as the story. Now, my question to you, Pop, wait, is... Wait, but, but, but that is not without consequence. What, what he's saying is that uh, he's not going to play in the league this year. Yeah, I'm just so saying... So even he's... if someone wanted to scoop up Ray Rice later after this died down, or next year, I, I would venture to guess indefinite is going to mean... A while, like a couple of years before Ray Rice is even reinstated to play in the NFL, then somebody's got to take all the baggage right. to bring him in. So essentially, I don't know if he's good enough to do that. You got to be pretty darn good, good. He's a good player. He's all right. Quadri has a real disdain for running backs, calling him a dime a dozen. The good ones aren't. Ray Rice is a Pro Bowl caliber player. He's a very good player. So uh, as far as you know, being employed on just his football skill, that's not a question. He's a good player. Uh, so. It's going to be interesting to see, but uh, the the conjecture that Cowherd had, if that's what the voice I heard. Yes, from ESPN. Uh, we're we're just going to go on and on and speculate on what the league knew or did not know. What what would be their motivation, John? Why wouldn't they ask for the video, first of all? That's the first thing you would do. Well, of course you would have to be an idiot. We we knew the video existed. That's why existed, I believe they, they had to have seen it. When they released the first video coming out of the elevator, it was right away with the caveat that there is there is video inside the elevator, and that's way more damaging to Ray Rice, so, I mean, they're not idiots. They know what they're doing, so why would they cover this all up is the question There's I no had. logic there. So There's no I mean, logic. To just, to just jump to this conclusion, I think, is, again, the media being ridiculous. It, may, it does make the commissioner look foolish that he did not see the video, had to have some knowledge What's of the video existing, and then just giving him two games, which is just beyond me. But this is the same league, John, if they come through with this new drug testing where HGH is right. on the table, you mean to tell me the deal they're going to make is to uncover Josh Gordon's year-long suspension and Wes Welker's? Tell me how that makes any sense. We go by the law of the land on the date the crime was committed. So how can you go back you can. and over... T- so what? I mean, this is the same league that would... I, if Wes Welker does not miss four games... And if Josh Gordon does not get the whole damn year, if I'm with the rest of the league, I'm crying, I'm crying BS. How can you do that? You can't go back and say the law of the land on this state now is superseded by the new policy. It doesn't work that way. No. So I, that whole thing had me in uproar all weekend, just the premise that Welker and Gordon could play even the, yesterday. I was like, how can you allow that to happen? These are obviously what you're doing is you're making a deal to get something done, but the rest of the league has to have some kind of recourse to not allow that. Roger Goodell just simply works for the owners. One thirty-second of every owner owns him, so to allow them to to just overturn that those suspensions to me is unbelievable. So whether or not when what he knew and did not know. Uh, in this whole deal, I'm not going to conjecture because I really don't know, but I would I would wonder what his motivation would be to not want to see the video or pretend the video never existed. Here, here's here's the issue now as far as Roger Goodell, because this has shifted from Ray Rice, who I'm not saying he did everything right, but he did say, look, I hit her. Now the video comes out. It, it literally smacks the public of uh, the, the court of public opinion in the face and everything changes. But Ray Rice didn't change his story. But whether he knew whether yes, he, didn't, he did, I'm, I'm, he, he, he embellished well, he the didn't fact do anything that she today, came though. at Obviously, he did not tell the whole truth to the Ravens or the league 
he made it seem as though she really aggressively Right, there was a fight. Uh, all, all she did, and I saw, was step towards right, him, and they, she kind of flicked her wrist and hit him in the chest a little bit. But his his response was way overboard. He made it sound like she was pummeling him. Okay, and but that obviously was not the case. But isn't the story today more about Roger Goodell? It and, is and to he, you. I don't care. Well, here's why it is. I really don't care. Okay, but here's why it's relevant. Here's why it's relevant. But fire Roger Goodell. I don't give a damn. But fire it's like him. this. Well, go ahead. If you look at a guy who has thrown down all these punishments and he's the ultimate judge, and then the judge gets in trouble who's sitting on the bench, how can he credibly well, run this? What, league? What's his motivation, John? Why would he That's go not light on Ray to me. The, the relevancy to me is yes, this guy have a can't what? be commissioner. He's lost all, right. all his credibility. How can can you be the police officer in town? How can you be the judge on the bench? How can you do this and lay down these punishments? If I'm a player or an owner and I own you, you've just lost all your credibility. He works for the owners. He doesn't exactly. work for you. So but I, he's but, lost but, all his credibility, has I he not? fire the guy. I don't care. He's not playing tonight. Who cares? Are you really going to talk about this nonstop? You don't no? think it's a big deal that the owner, either, that, that the commissioner of football, has either not seen a video than didn't do I his due diligence? I think he's highly competent. Or, this is, he had to have had his reason for why he did this. I think this is a major misstep. This is the first one I can recall that he really screwed it up. One. It's a bad I can one. Fire him. Fire him. Fire him. I, I would look at it. If I was an owner, I would, I would absolutely have to sit down well, and say, you might need vote. a new commissioner. You only get one vote. Do you think they'll have that conversation? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. You don't think that's a big deal? You're going to have it on this show. Cowherd's going to have it on his show. They're going to have it on uh, primetime tonight, and we're going to lose our football. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what his motivation would be, besides being highly incompetent in this case. I don't know what the fact. To come back with a two-game suspension, to me, was my reaction initially was, whoa, there's got to be way more information that they're not divulging to protect the Rice family. Now it looks like there wasn't. I don't know what his motivation. Did Steve Bashotti pay him off? Is that what he did? That still wouldn't be worth it. Your credibility. Well, sure it would if they if they the gave a hundred million from one of those jersey. Okay, casinos. maybe that. But the, did you see American Hustle? Okay, but <laughs> these things happen, John. Okay, but I don't know. I don't really give leagues, a damn. But I don't give a damn. Why, why do we care so much? Because the league's credibility is oh, at great. stake, which means then your corporate sponsorships, all then your don't money. Watch. It's then deep. Don't watch. It's very then don't deep. Watch. No, it has to do with the business side. We talked about how concussions would What would be would his motivation to screw this up? I'm not saying he did it on purpose. I'm Was saying he he's off? incompetent. I'm saying that, he's incompetent. Do you think he's that incompetent? Well, one way or I the don't, other I don't is. find any of his actions previously to show me that this guy is that much of a dimwit. In today's I day think and he's age, a pretty sharp guy. In today's day and age, he thought he would get away with this? He thought he could what? hide this video? That's Why? That, really? No, he wouldn't do that. Well, that's, isn't that what you're suggesting? Why would he, he's the commissioner. Of the he has so much to lose. You know what they pay him a that's year? That's why I'm saying that. I don't, I I don't know exactly why... I don't know exactly why he did this, but I, 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 what is his motivation to put his entire reputation on the line to back the running back of the Baltimore Ravens? Tell me why he would do that. I don't think he would. So, I, so, wait, so was he just incompetent in this case, yeah. or was more clandestine? There was something else there. No, I, I think this is an incompetent guy who got caught. He's really, you would judge him to be incompetent. You well, think he's well, competency? Okay, and the other, and the other uh, definition is what? That he saw it and ignored it. I, I, I don't. I have, John. This story has not interested me that much at all. I don't care. But I, I don't understand. He went through. I'm sure he sifted through volumes of material to render his decision. So obviously, it looks stupid. Now Ray Rice and his future wife may have looked him right in the eye and lied to him, and he had no way to overcome it, over to understand it. And Ray Rice has never had a misstep. I think that's what he based it on. His association with Ray Rice, but. 
If we're going to take this whole forum now to fire the commissioner of the NFL, fine. Let me know when he's fired and let me know when you have a new one. All right. Uh, we will actually get to football coming up next. We've uh... No, we're not. Yeah, we're going to. No, we're not. Why not? Because you don't like it. America I, I doesn't like it. it. I'm just saying this story is bigger than week one in the NFL. I want to talk about I, it as much as you do. You're going to make it bigger. Ray Rice didn't play yesterday. He wasn't going to play on Thursday. The now credibility of the entire time. league is at stake, in my opinion. It may Why? not be. I understand and why so you, you don't think So you really believe there was something, there was a chicanery going no, on? No, I'm there saying some, one way or the somebody other. Somebody withheld information. Ray Rice lied. I'm it, So go look at the video. That, I mean, I'm not going to take his word for he it. He couldn't get the video. I don't know. I don't buy that. I don't, don't buy that. I don't right, buy that. Fine. That's fine. All right. We, we're going to talk about that. If next. that is proven true, that he did not want to see the video or he saw the video and came back at two games, that's a different story. Right. Now, I, I, do you have any knowledge f- that that's true? No, but we're going to find out. No, so we're just going to talk out. about it on the air and just conjecture all we want. No, Coward, nice big long word. One or and the say, other. Well, I, I, show me the evidence that they purposely said i don't want to see the video either or way. let's see the video and we're not gonna it's gonna come back show me that evidence then i'll have this discussion until that point it's just complete bs and i think it's bullshit and that's what i'm saying about it and well you think what you like that's my opinion and that is all i have to say about that Okay, on to brighter pastures. Let's get this post-game done with, because it really is, it's a pain in my ass. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving Post-game today. for the Jets. Here it comes. I want to be a part of it. The Oakland Raiders flew in to New York, New Jersey, whatever, early for this game to acclimate themselves. Bloody, bloody, bloody. You know what I say. Team is preparing for one of the first contests for the new era, and everybody was pretty pumped up and excited, including all the fans, including me. And uh, trust me, I was ready to go, uh, just like most of the Raider Nation. Very excited to see our new product. Just wanted to see a competitive game actually. Well, in fine fashion, the Jets win the toss. They give the Raiders the ball, and there we go. They run it back to the 40. Kind of an indication of how the game was going to go, really. The Jets' front seven defense was just as formidable as ever as our 25 total rushing yards was really evident. The score really didn't tell the whole story. 19 to 14 was really not <laughs> the score on the ground in the air. The Jets wall up the Raiders really on most sides of the ball. Special teams stood up pretty good. Uh, Carr looked pretty good. Like you were ready. You know, I know you thought you were ready before, but once you got into it, did you feel as ready as you thought you were? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, the best. You know, you got to take away positives, man. You got to take away positives. I, you know, I could see the pressures, could see the coverages. Um, you know, I was able to see those things. Now we just got to get on the film, and I got to do a better job of handling that and making sure we pick them up. And uh, you know, uh, you can put all that on me. You know, I got to fix those things. But you know, from seeing it to knowing where it was coming from to you know all those things, um, you know, now I just got to find answers for myself uh, to fix those things. 
Was there a lot of pressure on you? Did you feel pressure? Uh, you know, just like any other football game. Um, you know, I think they did a good job, but uh, obviously once we turn the film on, I'll have a better answer. Um, you know, so, yeah. Judging by, you know, just the reaction people wanted to see you go downfield, mm-hmm. did it at the end. Is that something in hindsight you wish you would have done more of go downfield? Or? Yeah, we had some, we had shots called. Um, we definitely did, and we threw a couple of them. Um, you know, you can't go into the game and throw a whole bunch of those. Uh, you know, it just doesn't, this game doesn't work that way. And, uh, you know, we had a couple called. There was a couple times, uh, you know, where we did hit one. Um, you know, we had a couple other, you know, down the seams where we we threw them. We had them. Um, you know, so we were pushing the ball down the field. Uh, but you gotta you got to mix and match both. You can't just go down and, you know, if we threw it down the field, you know, 32 times everyone would be like, you know, we need to throw a little bit shorter. You know, it's just one of those things. His composure, his footwork, I like this kid. And him and Streeter made a great duo out there. Uh, Moore has got to find his ass. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. Um, yeah, well, the offensive line that we paid uh, pretty good money to folded like a cheap suit. If not for the 11 penalties for the Jets, mainly in the red zone, the Raiders would have been shellacked, and that's for sure. Ryan said it, and you all saw it. I'm going to stay on the offense because I think the coaching in this situation was bullshit. I think Olsen was way too conservative. Hell, you got nothing to lose but your damn job. You're going to lose it anyway if you don't try something. And I think Olsen could have been a little more imaginative when it came down to the passing game. Uh, As far as the Raiders are concerned, it it certainly wasn't. Uh, Derek Carr's issue. I mean, the offensive line, defensive line. We talked about the trenches. And we'll get more into that. But I know a lot of people want to know your opinion of how the young guy played. Well, so I, I, I don't think he played great. I thought uh, he had there was protection issues. I thought he took it too much. He kept checking uh, out of the original protection call and trying to decipher what Rex was doing. And he should have left that to Stefan Wisniewski. That's my thing going to the game is let Wiz handle it. If you see you know, a guy coming in from the third level, but I think he was too concerned. It, was just, it, was, it wasn't like Terrell Pryor, but it was way too close than I thought. And he, had to, he has to get used to the, the call coming in from the sidelines. You could see him cupping his ear hole. It just, you know, they, they had a delay of game. They had two in the game. They could have had another. The Jets jumped off sides. The issue with him is going to be they think he's David Carr. The whole league thinks it. I read so many things from people after he was named the starter. They think he's going he's gonna to just cave and see ghosts like his brother did. And they're going to pressure him in the A-gap. And I think he it's only his first game. Andrew Luck did not play well in his first game against the Bears. He struggled. So I'm not going to look at it as though you know he can't get better. But I know how they're going to play him. They're going to pressure him in the A-gap and make him get out of there. And I think there were times when he felt the pressure that wasn't there. And that's why the ball wasn't driven downfield. The plan was to throw the ball deep. I told you that with Romo in the pregame yesterday. They wanted to attack Antonio Allen. I think he bailed on some throws early. I think they played so loose. They duped him into throwing a lot of zeros and smokes and hitch routes and those guys can tackle. So he did not play as well as I thought he could play. I wanted big plays. I would have taken more mistakes from him yeah. to really burn them. 
and he did not. He did not. He did not press the ball down the field. Obviously, the throw to Streeter was a very smart play, where he saw the zone. He threw away from it to the three by the receiver side. But I, I thought he played just okay. In, in a shot, it played. It would have been a problem. McGloin may have given you the best chance to win yesterday, but Carr's skill set is there. I thought he played just okay, and I think that the pressure and the the environment and everything did at times rattle him a little bit. I believe we had 11 passes past the line of scrimmage. 11. The rest of them were behind him to the side. And, you know, it was crazy. Way too conservative on the offense. I understand trying to run the ball, you got to keep trying. But I'm telling you, where was the imagination in this offense? There just wasn't any. I think the story of the game really was... What it came down to is, is I thought the I thought the run game differential was a big factor in the football game. Uh, their ability to run the run the ball, our inability to get uh, much going in the running game, and then uh, uh, you know our, our really our inability to get the ball down the field in the passing game. So um, you know it, it's listen, it's game one of of sixteen. Um, you know obviously we all wanted to start out uh, on a positive note, uh, but. You know, we've got to learn from that. We've got to move on from it, and, and uh, we got to get ready for Houston. Most of what Carr did was short, safe, quick, get the ball out, and to get the ball in the receiver's hands. How much of that was the fact you want to keep them upright and to build confidence, and how much of it was that, you know, that Carr didn't have the time? It was what they were doing. Well, I think a little bit of it, you know, was a combination of both. I mean, when you go back and you look at, uh, you know, the game plan and what we did and, and what would you do differently if you had the opportunity to go back, uh, you know, the, um, you know, there's some things that we might have changed up a little bit. We had some shot plays called down the field and, and, and on a couple of those opportunities, um, you know, for whatever the reason was, uh, you know, we didn't get the ball down the field, ended up having to check it down. Uh, you know, so I, I would say it's a combination of, you know, us and, and, and some of you know what they did. You guys put a big When you looked at the tape, uh, from what Derek was seeing and his checks at the line, things like that, were you? Uh, how did you evaluate his decision-making process at the line? Was he reading and doing the? Right I, I thought he handled himself well at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, um, you know, looking back on it, we we probably could have got got to a little bit more of the up-tempo stuff. Uh, you know, there in the second <clears> half of, of the game, it was. Uh, we felt like it was uh, somewhat effective earlier in the game and, and probably could have got back to that uh, a little bit more. But I, I thought he handled himself really well uh, with a lot of different looks. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously there were some mistakes that were made. Uh, but you're talking about a rookie quarterback going uh, and playing a game against uh, a Rex Ryan coach defense uh, in New York City. It's about as big as it gets, and I thought he held himself pretty well. You guys put a big emphasis in the offseason on beefing up both lines, strengthening both lines, and that's just one game. But why why did it not, especially in the run game both ways, why did that not lead to better? Well, I think it just, you know, a lot of it comes to, uh, you know, consistency of fitting everything exactly right. And, uh, uh, you know, we had some things where, where we didn't fit it exactly how we needed to. They put a lot of stress on you uh, with what they do in the running game. They're, they got talented backs. Uh, they're pretty good up front in the offensive line. And then they got a quarterback that can run the ball too, so it adds an extra dimension to uh, 
what you got to defend in the run game. But, uh, uh, you know, I felt like and still feel like that, you know, uh, the line of scrimmage can be a, be a plus for us. Uh, it obviously wasn't in that game, and, and uh, we've got to be better in that area. Marcel, thank you so much for joining us, and we're really looking forward to having you on all season long. Thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate you guys having me on. How do we help Derek Carr with his podium game? <laughs> I, I, I think he'll, I think he'll get better every time he gets he steps to the podium. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll get more and more comfortable with the, with the with the NFL podium, and, and uh, <laughs> he'll he'll be on point. Did you see the suit? Excuse me. Did you see his suit? Uh, I, I did see a suit. <laughs> you need to take him shopping, Marcel. Mar- Mar- Marcel, just you got to take him shopping. One to ten, give us a grade. No, no grades going out right. Oh, now. come on, Marcel, <laughs> come on, man. It's, it's, it's week one. He didn't want to pull out all the stops yet. Oh, it looked like point. he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get into the game. As the Jets, it was it was a tough matchup on the road. Why do you think you guys struggled so much running the football against their front? You know, I, I haven't been able to, to catch all the film yet. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you, things happen in the run game. And, and when, you're running, when you're running a run game like we run, you're going to have small runs. You're going to have the two-yard runs. You're going to have the one-yard runs. And then, then sooner or later, you're going to bust that long run. Yesterday, we just didn't get that opportunity to, to bust that long run. But, but those, those opportunities are going to come, and we're going to take advantage of them when they do. So what do you take away from this that makes you believe uh, it's going to be different against the Texans next week? I mean, it's going to be different all season. Uh, one thing is, you know, our rookie quarterback faced the most exotic looks of football, mm. his first real game out. And he's not going to see anything more exotic all year. And, you know, that, that gives me confidence because he got us into the right cause. He kept his poise, kept his composure. And he played. He played a a, a good game. Uh, I think as as an offense, as an offense, as playmakers on the offense, we need to help him out more. We need to make we need to make bigger plays. We need to have those. More, we need to have more explosive games as playmakers. And that's one thing we're going to get fixed here in the next couple of days. Marcel Reese is going to join us every single Monday on an NFL Monday right here, Buker and Townie, and it's going to be fabulous having him throughout the year. Normally going to be here at nine thirty. So you know, usually when that rookie gets into the huddle, the first game, I mean, he looks like a deer in headlights. What was Carr's demeanor throughout the game, especially at the start? He was calm, cool, and collected. I told him before the game, he doesn't have to worry about anything. Just go out there and play. Just have fun. And then that we have his back no matter what. And he just needs to play the game he's been playing his entire life and, and that he's excelled at. And I feel that he did that. Uh, there were so, re- so many reasons to feel good about where you guys were going in at the half. And then third quarter, you come out and it, it, it unraveled on you a, a, a bit. What... What transpired? What went wrong based on what you wanted to do coming out for the third quarter and what actually happened? I think, we, I think the, the game plan was, was, was a great game plan. Um, and I just feel that, that when it came down to making, making the big play, making the exceptional play, I just feel that we didn't do that. We didn't do that as playmakers. We didn't help Derek Carr, and we didn't, we didn't give him enough help on, on, on the edges when we were out there. We didn't. Um, we didn't make the big play. We had James Jones make make the huge play at the end of the game and, and make a great catch. But yeah. 
but that was it. We didn't have enough of that. That's what we need more of. We need more explosive games uh, in the passing game to help our run game out. And uh, that's what we do, need to do as playmakers to, to help him out and help our team out. Because nope. our defense, our defense played 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 a hell of a game, and uh, we need to keep them off the field a lot more than we did. It was pretty clear that I mean, he only had three completions longer than ten yards, I believe, and it looked as if the game plan was that there was a, there was a steady dose of let's just get it out into uh, into our wide receivers' hands. How much of that was because of the pressure and the exotics that limited what you could do downfield, and how much of that was just Derek not not seeing it or not being there? I think uh, I think I think we went along with our game plan, and uh, we knew we felt we could take advantage of certain things uh, on the edges, and we and we tried to take advantage of mm-hmm. them. And uh, when it when it came down to it, we just needed to make bigger plays when we got the balls that balls that balls in our hands, uh, me included. Uh, and I feel that uh, we just need to we just need to keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it, and it comes. It always comes. You know, uh, sometimes just like there, week one and week two, you come out and you have an exceptional game and you go for a ton of yards and and you know people just can't can't get too caught up in one game. It's a long season and it, and it's not just a sprint. You guys have struggled in the Eastern time zone. You've lost 14 straight in the Eastern time zone. Can you put your finger on it? Why that is? Is that what it is? Fourteen straight, huh? Yeah, fourteen. <laughs> Hate to bring that up. <laughs> no, uh, you know, no, I can't put a finger on it because it because it doesn't necessarily matter. Uh, when it comes down to it, you know, as a professional, you play anywhere at any time against whomever, and that's what it, that's what it's all about. It's not about playing in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, doesn't matter, you know, who you play or what time you play at. You just have to go out there and play, and that's part of just being a professional and, and being winners, and that's what we have to get to. So for the part of Raider Nation that looks at the way you started last season, competitive in Indianapolis, ultimately a loss, and then and some promise in a competitive loss, and now you start this season in New York, competitive loss. Tell Raider Nation why this season will not be a repeat of last season. Well, first of all, I'll say this: there, there are no, no um, competitive losses. There are no competitive losses. You win or you lose. There's no, um, you know, participation awards here. We're not, we're not, we're not out to 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 get pity wins or or um, or, or, or or anything like that. We don't want anyone's charity. We're out there to compete. We're out there to win every single game by one point, by a hundred points. We're out there to win. And uh, the real Nation knows they stick with us. We're going to make them proud. And you got opening day. You're going to open up uh, this Sunday against the Houston Texans. Good luck. It's going to be great having you on the program every single week, and we'll see you in the locker room after the game. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me Thanks, on. Marcel. I'm telling you, where was the imagination in this offense? There just wasn't any. For me, it looked like the team was the same team that came on the field last season. I was blown away. Great passes, great great catches by Streeter. MJD looked tired. He had no burst. There were a couple of times he could have really got away if he fought a little harder. I don't think he had it in him. McFadden looked okay. I mean, this was a very tough front seven. I understand that. But you got to be able to make a crease, man. This offensive line, we paid a lot of dough to these guys. I mean, literally. Penn did okay. Our our pickup from the 
freaking Jets was like a revolving door. I I just don't understand this offense. I don't understand the offensive line at this point. They have to gel. I'm sure it's tough. I'm sure it was a hard game against a tough defensive line. I got to give them that. So I'm hoping they're going to improve. But right now, I'm telling you, the offensive line is something to be concerned about for me because the Texans, and that's no joke either. So let's move on to the defense because I must. I hate to, but I must. Where was the pressure? Can you tell me? The third downs for the Raiders were horrific. Third and long every single <laughs> every single series, third and long, because we couldn't get the ball out of our own way. But third and long for the Jets was an automatic first down. Geno Smith, let me just say, our defense looked like they were on Ambien. Valium, coating syrup, you name it, whatever you can get a hold of to make you slow your ass down. They looked like they were going in slow freaking motion. I looked at the other games, and the biggest thing that stuck out to me was where was everybody not flying to? Because I didn't see anybody flying to shit. Nowhere. I saw no urgency. I saw a lot of hesitation. I mean, where were the tackles? I mean, come on, man. The defensive game plan is right in Allen's ass. And he needs to own it. Tarver with, you know, it's basic and all this other bullshit. I don't give a shit about that. Stop somebody and rush on somebody, please. Lamar Woodley, missing. Hey, Mac, here's a hint for you. Play some football, kid. He was slow. It looked like he was at his feet in concrete. I understand it's his first game. He should produce, but his first game should have been a monster game in my eyes. He was hesitating left and right and looked lost the entire game. He, you know, he had a couple of good plays, but look at him. He stood around in the middle of the field in circles, walking in circles, along with, might I say, Miles Burris, who missed a million assignments, man. The guy missed a mil. His responsibility as the Mike linebacker was that middle section of the field, and they torched his ass. He was late on the run. He didn't make the right calls on defense. The defense was out of place all game long, with the exception of Woodson, kicked some ass. I mean, he kicked some ass. Nick Roach is an integral part of our defense. He is our only my, true Mike linebacker. C.O. Moore played real well, too. I mean, but Tuck, he played okay. I mean, this, this is an offensive line. We better expect this from better teams. And guess what, folks? That's all we play this year. Where were the exotic blitzes, packages, and the, and the this and the that? And Geno Smith, man, he made some great third-down plays all game long. Absolutely. We had no <laughs> we had no stopping power. It was third down, third and long for us and third down conversions for them. Unbelievable. Both sides of coaching got an F. Okay, D minus cuz I'm going to say it was the first game and they're all trying to get to know each other. Another great, you know, plethora of excuses. We could listen to Allen, could listen to Tarver, we could listen to everyone. The only guy that I want to listen to is Carr. 
Because he's the only guy on this whole fucking team that's taking responsibility for this loss. The only guy. That is the class that is Carr. He's laying this whole loss on his shoulders, which it's not. But he doesn't want his friends, his new co-workers, his teammates to take any heat. He's going to take it because he truly, not because he's being some saint. No, because he truly feels that if he could have done a couple things better, we could have won this fucking game. The communication was great. You know, we, we communicated. We had a plan. Um, you know, now we just got to go to the film and, you know, be able to have better answers uh, myself. You know, I need, to get, I need to do a better job of, you know, putting us in a better situation. Um, you know, but to go out there for the first time and see all the pressures that, you know, Coach Ryan throws, um, you know, at me. You know, I was able to see him, was able to see the coverages. You know, now I just got to do a better job of, you know, making, you know, the correct calls and putting us in a better situation. You can put it all on me. What was going on in the second half? Uh, it seemed like you guys couldn't get anything going. What was the difference? Uh, again, that's a that's a tough one without seeing the film. Um, you know, because obviously, you know, play actions, different things. You know, different things are going on. You got to be. I got to be able to see the film. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what was going on, uh, but I can promise you we're going to work at them and fix them. Um, you know, that's you know this isn't my first loss. You know, this isn't my first uh, time losing a game. It's not my first you know time dealing with adversity. Um, and every time, uh, you know, you can put it all on me because I'm going to go ahead and work my tail off, and we're going to go and fix these things. Now, to me, that is class. It is a class act to say, you know what, we sucked ass. I sucked ass. I'm going to talk for me. I, and I'm going to get better, and I understand what it takes to win, and I'm going to make sure I get there. I want to hear every player on this team with that much passion. Hell, I want these guys to play with as much fucking passion as this quarterback plays with. If our defense would have played as well as Carr with the heart that this kid has, we'd have kicked the shit out of the fucking Jets. Yes, it's a first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes... You know I was going to come out and be a little upset, but the more I think about it, I mean, this coaching staff needs to give these great players $50 million worth a position where they could be successful. And if they can't do that, then their job is to stick their foot up the ass of every one of these guys making millions of dollars for this team and say, get your ass out there and play some hard-nosed fucking football. Special teams was pretty good after that first First incident, run back to the 40. They, they cover themselves. Marquette King did a good job. They got rid of the ball. Everybody did pretty well on special teams. Not too bad. Not great, but not too bad. We had a great run back here and there. And, hey, special teams was not the reason the Raiders lost this game. We are on the roller coaster, Raider Nation. The ride has started, man. There's no getting off. There's no changing positions. You can't sit in the back now that you're in the front. We are a rolling, baby. So we'll just see what happens this next game and on and on and on. Hopefully things will improve. But at this point, I'm, I'm sorely disappointed in the coaching staff with the tools they have and the inability to be effective on the football field. And that is all I have to say about that. Welcome to the Black Hole. All right. Well, the Texans are coming to town. Yeah! Come on into the black hole, baby. Welcome to the black hole. 
prepare to get your hair swell. Because the home crowd is going to be frothing at the freaking mouth. You better be ready for the Red Nation because we are going to be ready y'all. To excellence, the whole NFL couldn't get no better than this. And when we hit, we make the earth shatter. We take you out the game at the bar line. It's better. We hit the quarterback, Billy Bleach from the mouth. Well, it was supposed to be the <laughs> the Houston Texans versus the Shobster never came to be because Shob has a lot of personal issues going on right now. I got to tell you right now, give the guy a break. He is under some pretty significant stress. This I know, and trust me on this, the guy's going through some serious stuff. He's got some family health things going on, and none of us would be in our right mind that's all I'm going to say about Shab right now. But to be honest, the Oakland Raiders can win this freaking game. This is one of another game that we should be able to win, I hope, because we have the team that can do it in our house. We're four-point underdogs in the black hole to the Texans. For good reason, because Clowney and you got J.J. Watt, you got Aaron Foster. But who's the quarterback? Let me see. <laughs> it's right for Fitzpatrick. That's right. Fitzpatrick from the Bills. Hot and cold is this guy right here. Their offensive line has issues, and it really looks like a mirror image of the Oakland Raiders. They beat the Washington football franchise, also known as the Redskins. <laughs> but they didn't beat them by much, and it was one of those games. Here's one of those games that could be for the Raiders. Aaron Foster ran for 104 yards in this game. That cannot happen to the Raiders. Defensive line better shut this mofo down and control that line of scrimmage, baby. Fitzpatrick went 14 for 22, and he's not a bad quarterback, and he can scramble. They had 316 total yards on offense. Not too much different than what we could do, I'm sure, in the same situation. Best defensive players in the league. I mean, Jadavian Clowney's been injured a lot this year, and he's out with a knee injury. Thank goodness for us. But J.J. Watt is a double-team nightmare. Even with double teams, he got three sacks against the Skins in last last game. They do have a sputtering offense, and it's very much like ours, but we could be better. We're at home. We should be better. Their defense is pretty good, but our offensive line better get their act together be able to shut that shit down, and I mean right now. Our defense, I, I just got to tell you, Fitzpatrick gets hit one time. He's out of the game. If he goes down hard one time, we've got him. We'll win this football game. We must get to them. We must not allow the center of the field to be a picnic for the Texans. We can't allow them to lay their little basket down, their little plaid little blanket, and put their little bottle of wine there and sit there and continue to throw passes there and catch them as they eat peeled grapes. Their special teams is not special. And we should be able to take advantage in field position and perhaps take the ball away at least one time in this particular phase of the football game. Our special teams are better, period. 
We cannot let Arian Foster run all over us at home in Oakland. This is Allen's specialty, and he better figure the fuck out what's going on with our defense and fix it by Sunday. Because I guarantee this for sure. If the Raiders lose at home, their opening game at home again, there's going to be such a cry for his ass from the stadium that they're going to hear it all the way to Los Angeles, if you know what I'm saying. They need to let this car guy drive it. They need to take off the brakes and let him control this offense. Now, in the last game against the Jets, he had a little bit of a happy feet. He also changed the plays a little too much. I believe he should allow Wisniewski to do some more of that instead of audibling so much, run with what Wisniewski says and see how it rolls. I don't know, but that's my opinion. I know he's a great kid. I know he's doing his very best. And I know that he has film now on the Texans. He'll be able to do a little something-something instead of what he had to do with the Jets. He wasn't sure. Second game, better play, let's hope. We've got to keep J.J. Watt off our quarterback at all costs. Hey, man, it's the most important thing we got to do in this game. We cannot have Carr injured on game number two. It won't bode well for the Raiders. I really think Coach Allen will put his foot in their ass this week. I think they'll be driven because it's a home game. I don't think they want to be embarrassed. I think we'll get more out of Drew. We'll get more out of every player, I'm hoping. I hope we don't see, as uh, a friend of mine used to coin, clowns flying around. I want to see defensive linemen, defensive players attacking, tackling, doing the right thing on defense, penetration, stopping the run, hitting the quarterback, the things that have to be done. I think they can be. This squad has the talent. I truly believe. Let's hope Mac comes out of his shell and starts to attack instead of, you know, run around in circles in the middle of the field. That's what I don't want to see. Burris, he needs to be a position player, a rotation guy, because Nick Roach must be in for this game. It'll make a huge difference in this defense. If he's playing, which I think he is, we're going to do much better on defense. Special teams goes without saying. We can win at home against the Texans. Maurice Jones-Drew, kind enough to join us here on 95.7 The Game. Maurice, welcome, man. How you doing? Doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, Maurice. How you feeling? How's everything going? Feeling well, you know. Uh, obviously, after coming back, looking at, at the game tape and seeing some things that we could do better, I thought I thought we played uh, pretty well. You know, just a couple mistakes here and there that uh, – kind of held us back a little bit, but nothing that uh, is drastically wrong that, that we can't improve on and get better. When you looked at the game tape, what was there one specific issue that why the running game struggled so much against the Jets on Sunday? No, no, no. I, I can't say it was just one issue. I mean, they have a good defensive front seven, so, um, you know, you got to give them credit. They did a great job up front. But uh, we had some some chances. It's just some things just didn't go our way. And, uh you know, they the guys their guys made plays and we just gotta keep working off that. You know, um I think it's something we can improve on. We did do some good things. You know, Gabe Jackson did a great job. I think overall, uh I wanna say we gave up 
two sacks maybe, and one of them was just a blitz. It was an overload blitz, and it, it was a uh, they kind of overloaded our protection. But we're very confident in, it and, and we we feel like we'll we'll get back on track. Sum me up, Derek. His first Derek. experience starting quarterback on the road against you know arguably the best defense in the league. What do you think? I thought he did an excellent job. You know, he didn't turn the ball over, threw it to the open guy, put us in the, in, in the right protections. He, he did a great job. I thought he was a very calm in the pocket, made some great throws. Uh, I know on one of our rollout passes, a guy was in his face. He kind of threw the ball around him, threw a strike to our tight end. So I, he did a great job. And I, obviously, we're going to he's going to get better each week, as, as as well as the rest of us are going to get better each week. And as long as we continue to do that, I feel like we you know we have a chance to to make some noise throughout the season. So you didn't need to yell at him in the huddle or anything. Oh no, never. Did you he, he, go ahead? No, go ahead. Sorry. No, he he. Uh, the last play, the last drive we had, he he came in there and said a a quick two second deal about us just finishing and and just working hard. Don't don't let this game, you know, let what happened in this game kind of drift or uh, carry on throughout the year. Let's let's go out on the right track. And we went down and scored. So he has that that leadership, those leadership qualities, and he has that moxie to him. And and it, and uh, you know we've got to continue to work. And I think. Uh, as the season goes on, you'll see us improve as an offense and as a team. And, and he had that fumble recovery. Have you watched that play on film? Have I? I, I had it text to me like a thousand times, man. <laughs> really? I try to tell people a lesser athlete wouldn't have, wouldn't have had the mindset to kick the ball back to their quarterback <laughs> to stop a turnover. I mean, who would have thought Derek Carr would catch your first career punt? That's amazing. It's unbelievable. He's an athlete, man. He He's always around the ball. He does a great job with that. Texans this week. What's the focus in terms of how how you win, how you finish what you weren't able to last week? I think uh, for us is we we have to just continue to work on the things that are gonna. Before you can focus on someone else, you have to make yourself and your team better. And you know, there's some little things that we do have to correct in the game. I think uh, our execution um, as an offense. I feel like we you know too many three and outs. Um, we've kept our defense out there for far too long, and that's something that we have to con- we can control. And uh, if we can continue to get better with that, I feel like we'll be okay. And and I think the more, obviously, experience we all get playing with each other, the more experience uh, Derek is going to get behind the center is going to be uh, is going to definitely help us out. And so the more reps we get, the better we get. And I, I think uh, you'll see an improved Oakland Raiders team come Sunday. Well, you played in that division for a long time, so you should you know that's defense, and also you know JJ Watt, who's. You know, just got a hundred million dollars and arguably the best oh, man, defensive player in the nice, league. Man, hell <laughs> yeah! You tell <laughs> right? me, how good is he? Uh, he? he's a very good player. You know, he does a great job in that in that system in that scheme. Uh, going against him, you're right. I've, I've gone against him a, a bunch of times, and he he can definitely change a game. Uh, but you know, that's going to be a big challenge. That's going to be a big opportunity for our offensive line again uh, from last week to this week. And so. We all have a uh, can do our part in helping, and uh, we know he's going to be a guy that we have to watch along with Brian Cushing and Jonathan Joseph. They have some guys that can go, and so uh, it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a very fun. It's going to be a, a hard hitting game. It's going to be a very physical game. It's going to be an exciting game, and uh, for us, I think our keys are going to be obviously protecting the ball is the main thing, but just executing our offense and, and focusing on the details and, and taking the little details that that we didn't do so well in, in New York and, and improving them here in uh, Houston. They are vulnerable, and I think we got a good team. I think we can get it done. 
And that is all I have to say about that. Okay, Raider fans, here we go. The bone line. 1-800-620-7181. Roll the nation a bone. Throw me a bone. Get on there and throw your bones. If you don't like your first recording, do it two, three, five times. I don't care. We'll pick out the best one. Don't be shy. How could you be shy? You're a Raider fan. No, we're all loud and proud. Get on the bone line because we got some guys shouting it out right here. We got some great takes. And here they are. From the nation to your station. And our first caller is Raider Jaime, my good brother. From Bakersfield, you know where the Bulldogs are. What's up, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation? This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Man, I just want to say congratulations to Derek Carr, man. Got the nod for the for the starting quarterback of the 2014 season, man. We're proud of you here in Bakersfield, man. Fucking great. Put Bakersfield on the map, baby. Love it. And he's going to do great. He's going to surprise a lot of people, Raider Greg. This cat is, he's smart. He's, man, you see him. This kid's going to be phenomenal, man. And if anybody's going to be surprised, it's going to be the Jets' defense. I just got to say that. You know, there there will be ups and downs, but you know what? He's He's going to impress a lot of people because, you know what? This kid is just special, man. And it's just proud seeing the guy, you know, get the start. And in history, to be the first Raider rookie to start for our, our beloved Raiders, man, that's fucking great. But anyways, man, to the Carr family, to uh, Derek Carmack, congrats, my dog. Just win, Raiders. Let's go. I'm out. Carr is special. I've been saying it since before the draft even was thought about. He was the first draft that I wanted to see happen. I like this kid. I love his heart. He truly is a Raider to me. I think he, uh, he's a good kid. He's going to do some good things, too. Thank you, brother. Thanks for the call. And next, my good brother, Raider Frank. He attends the games. I've seen him there with his family. Great fan. What's up, man? Raider Greg. How's it going? This is Raider Frank. So Derek Carr is going to be the starter here now good. I'm glad. I was really hoping that uh, Matt Schaub was going to regain some form there. Hopefully he can rebuild his arm strength and actually look like he cared. But uh, none of that happened. He looked like he was a deer in the headlights on the sidelines. He just looked like he didn't care. So hopefully this kid can get things going. Um, Hopefully the offensive coordinator will actually give him some good game plans and open up the book. Don't just let him uh, be conservative and, and just play. This kid, this kid can move in the pocket. This kid can throw. And uh, let's get him hopped up, you know. Let's get him going. Let's get him excited. It looks like the team wants to rally around him. So let's, let's do something. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know what. Reggie McKenzie 
or who he has to evaluate these guys. He brought in Matt Flynn. He brought in Matt Schaub. These guys are damaged goods, totally damaged goods. I don't know if they were also hoping that they would kind of regain some of their arm strength or, or confidence or whatever, but obviously whoever he has, or maybe it's just him um, advising him, they pretty much suck. So, you know, let's get behind Derek Carr. Let's see if he can eke out some, some good wins. Let's make uh, these pundits on the radio and the TV eat their words about our record. Because I'm tired of it. I'm ready for some winning uh, Raider teams. I think we all are. I think we deserve it. I think we've been good fans, loyal fans. And what we want is wins. Raider Frank out. Yeah, brother, but unfortunately, they brought the conservative wagon with them to New York. You know, everything was conservative. So was the defense. And uh, you saw what happened. So hopefully they'll open it up this week, bro. I think you might be there. I'll look for you. You know where I'll be. And our next caller is very special. You know, we don't get too many femme fatales up here at the bone line, but here she is, and I love it. This is... Kelly in the South Raider. What is up, girl? Hey, this is Kelly in the South Raider calling out here from Louisiana. I just want to give all my support to the Raiders. You guys have been dogging them from the get-go. And I am sick and tired of the dogging on the Raiders. At least start out with a little bit of faith. I get, I mean, we were two and two in the preseason. I mean, why is everybody so, like, out of control? The last podcast that I listened to was nothing but dogging on the Raiders. Yeah, we lost to Green Bay. Okay. But we kicked Seattle's ass. All right. That's all I got to say. And I'm going to tell you, oh, this eight, I heard, um, I can't remember who it was, but said that it was eight and eight season at best and said for all the people who think the Raiders are going to do better than Quit thinking about it. Bullshit. We will be better. We will rise. And maybe it takes a girl to say that. Come on, my Raider Nation girls. Call in. And thank God for Derek Carr. Tell you in the South, out. Well, you heard her. Come on, ladies. Get on this bone line and chew my ass out. <laughs> well, I'm not dogging him. I'm just seeing what is and what needs to be. And I want them to win every damn game. And I wanted them to win this last game. And I have a lot of faith in the car. Big time. Derek Carr fan from long ago. So I think the team could do a little better. But I love my Raiders. Thanks for calling me out, girlfriend. And next we have Raider Carter calling in from D.C. He's telling you right now, baby. It's Super Bowl, period. Yo, yo, Raider Nation. This is Raider Carter calling in from D.C. And I got to tell you, I'm sick and fucking tired of looking at all this burgundy and gold. Talking about some pussy-ass colors. God bless. Anyway, we about to play the Jets, I think, in about like hour or 30 minutes or so. Getting pretty amped up. Been listening to the podcast. I understand everybody's little frustration. I'm always pissed off too, but 
you know what? I'm going to flip the script this time. And I'm going to let y'all know. I ain't looking at no four and twelve or eight and eight season, man. I'm talking about we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And I know you're probably laughing, like, man, we ain't going to do it. But hey, fuck that shit, man. We're going to win that Super Bowl this year. This is our year. We're going to do this shit. We might get stomped out by the Jets, but who gives a shit? It's, it's only game one. You got to stay positive, man. I'm, I'm usually mad as hell every year. After, like, the first snap of preseason, I'm ready to, like, just throw the team down the gutter. But screw it, man. This year, I'm going to be believing. I'm going to say, I'm going to go a different route this year. We're going to win this Super Bowl. I don't care if we're, like, two games at 14. I'm still rooting to win that Super Bowl. So, everybody, let's get amped up. Look around right now. You know what I'm saying? No one else but us Raider fans. You know, just sit there, listen to this podcast that you work. Get that smile on your face and realize, you know, you're part of Raider Nation, and we're going to do that shit this year. So get amped up. I might be saying seeing a different tune here in an hour when we play the Jets, but who gives a shit? Get amped up. We're going to do it this year, Raider Nation. Let's do this. Peace. Love the passion. Love it, man. That's how the Raider Nation rolls, really. Every single game, no matter what I'm saying, every play, I hope for the beginning of the new beginning. Trust me, brother. I watch them just like everybody here. <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. And next, a very long-time contributor to the podcast. You know this man. Raider Chris from PA. What is going on with the Pennsylvania Raider? Yo, what's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider along with Chris, and we are here live at MetLife Stadium. Just got out of the game. Um, oh, man. Let me tell you something. Tailgate was unbelievable. We took a bus ride down. 90% Raider fans on the way down. Unbelievable. We met up with the New York uh, Raider Booster Club here. Unbelievable. Off the chain. Let me tell you. I took videos. I'm going to post it on the forum later on today. So y'all got to check it out. I'm on the Pennsylvania Raider. We were having a great time kicking it here in the parking lot, tailgate off the hook. Not even mentioned in the game. And then the game started. And then you hear this bullshit. Then you hear the bullshit going off behind me for a Raider win, but uh Raider lost. Yeah, sorry, Raider lost, yeah. Raider lost. But uh like we said, we're not gonna chit chat. Well, I'm not gonna mention all the negatives, but I'm gonna turn it over to my boy Raider Chris and he's gonna let you in on his thoughts of the game. Not a whole lot of negatives. Just saying we look flat on both ends of the ball. Defense, offense, enough of that shit. What I'm going to talk about is that goddamn tailgate of the Oakland Raiders. Let me tell you something. We had Jet fans, Jet group coming over drinking with us. Well, not with us because we weren't having it. But coming in, dancing to the music. They were they were over there singing Kumbaya. We're over there singing, you know, Naughty by Nature. You know, Tupac, the real music. But, hey, it's one game. Not stressing it. Giving you back to my boy, Pennsylvania Raider. One love. I'm out like that fat girl. All right, Nation, that's it. That's all we got. 0-1. Let's try to turn it around. This is Pennsylvania Raider and your boy Raider Chris saying we out from MetLife Stadium. Could you hear the fun? I could hear it. Could you hear the absolute best time ever? I could hear it. That's how we roll, man. That's how the Raider Nation does it everywhere I've ever been. I'm sure it was off the chain, man. I'm glad you were there representing, man. We needed it. In that whiteout. <laughs> Whatever.
And our next caller, Raider Ron Dez, calling out of the Sin City, Las Vegas. What's up, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Ron Dez calling out of Vegas. Oh, man, what a game, what a game, what a game. I mean, uh, started off pretty good. Derek, Car- Derek Carr looks good. I, I'm I'm very pleased with him. I could tell we got a bright future ahead of us with him under center. He did some very good things. I mean, he made some breaking mistakes, but what do you expect? It's his first start. But overall, I mean, I'm happy with his play. Um, other things I wanted to make a point was our our defense. It was, it was okay. I mean, we had some some letdowns. A lot of uh, third down conversions we let up, but. I'm pretty happy with that. Our pass rush was irrelevant in this game, I think. That we can get more better at. I mean, we have to if we want to win more games. But overall, I think we did good. We didn't have a penalty the entire first half. Yeah, I know you saw it too. I'm I'm very pleased with that. But I think we're heading in the right direction. We just got to be patient. Rex Ryan had a good defense planned out for us, and uh, unfortunately, Derek Carr, uh, he was a rookie today. I mean, what can you expect? He played good. That fucking, oh, God, that fucking pass to James Jones was fucking nice. Fucking nice. Well, I'm uh, I'm hoping we have a better luck next week against the fucking Houston Texans in the black hole. So, uh, hoping to get that W. Ready Nation, I know you're not pleased with this loss, but however, we do have some bright spots, okay? I think the season's going to be a lot better for us. And um, that's all I got. Just win, baby. Raiders! I do hope we have a steady improvement. I mean, from game to game, uh, I'd like to win this one at home. I think we can. Now, I don't know if we will. They got to open that playbook up for this kid, though. They can't just, you know, tie him down. And uh, the coach has to really light a fire under the defense because they were not flying around. They did not have the energy for a game. That's all I got to say. My opinion, though, they better get better. (laughs) Thanks, bro. And our next caller needs no introduction. However, I will give her one. I love it. This is... The Raider Biatch. Hello, nation. It's the always classy, never opinionated Raider bitch. Hi, guys. So happy the season has started. What the fuck happened that second half? They, like, replaced the Gatorade with some suck-ass juice? What the fuck? So here's my only thing. One, everybody lays a fuck-off car. We're all excited. You've got to work out some bugs. East Coast travel, you know, we suck ass. What was it, like 14 games we've lost on the East Coast, in the East time zone? Which, of course, Nance and whatever the fuck his name is always want to go on and on about. But give them a fucking chance, you guys. Don't start this whole let's go to Shaw bullshit. Give them a fucking chance. He was the only rookie starting today. He went started 7 for 7. He looked pretty damn good. That catch at the end, that, that uh, touchdown was amazing. So, everybody, chill the fuck out. Second, 
I do want to say his handoffs look fucking horrible. I don't know who the hell he's acting like he's got his like baby in his arms and he's fucking passing it off. Like it's a fucking football. You see the way he steps back and he steps up and you know, he's going to pass it. So something's got to change there. He's got to get a little bit more slick in his handoff. So let's go. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, you better lay off car because she said so. <laughs> Love the call. Definitely car's not the problem here. There's other issues far beyond our quarterback, but that's a nice thing for a change, don't you think? Me too. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. And our next caller is Raider Todd from Long Beach. What is going on, brother? <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Todd in Long Beach, and uh, immediately I saw this game, and I thought, oh, God, not another year of this. The Jets were trying to lose the game with the penalties and the turnovers. The Jets were like, they give us the game, and we still couldn't take it from them. We totally lost the game on the lines. I thought our D-line was going to be good enough to actually put pressure on the quarterback. That wasn't happening really at all. only positive thing was seeing Seafood get out there and get that interception, which was great. I thought he played a good game. Secondary got burnt up all day by Eric Decker. Um, Carr, I'm not going to put the game on him because he had no time to do anything but try to just get rid of the ball within two seconds. So, you know, I'm not bummed out about Carr. There might be some callers to the bone line which have a problem with him. But, you know, I'm going to see how this turns out. The running game was nothing. Jones Drew did nothing. McFadden did nothing. It was just like watching a nothing phantom out there on the field for three hours while the other team kept trying to give them the damn game. And so we realized we couldn't take it. All right. This is Raider Todd in Long Beach. I'm sorry to be a bummer, but uh, let's kick the crap out of the Texans next week. Okay. That is a very nice summation of the entire game. Third downs, my friend. We lost it on third downs. Yes, we were third and long, and they were third and first down. Um, that was the thing for me. Well, this game is over. We need to move on. We're growing. We're getting better. Let us hope. Texans next. Thanks, brother. And next, we have Raider Jeff from the 305. I believe it's Miami. What's up, man? I'm Raider J, Raider Jeff, calling from the 305 from Miami. Listen, that's the future. I mean, number four is the future. There's no more looking for no other quarterbacks. Uh, I'm still scared of uh, D.A., man. He scares me. He really does. And the O.C., O.C., they got to be more creative, man. We can't be having 14 points a game. But, again, I'm happy with Paul. I don't like the moral victory. But in order for us to go anywhere, we have to get more creative. We have to score points, man. 14 points is not good enough. I'm out. Later. Yeah, hopefully they'll open that playbook up a little bit and let this car drive and um, and and do a better job all the way around. Is you know What else can I say, man? You saw the game. So let's go. Our next caller, my very good brother from Bourne. Yes, Bend, Oregon, Raider Nation. Great club, great guy. It is Raider Mystic. Hi, 
My name is. What? My name is. What? My name is. <laughs> hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Raider Mystic in the house. Yeah, um, thoughts on the previous game against the Jets? Well, you know, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, my key thing uh, with this last game, I know the the rushing yards, what was it, like 25? I mean, that's pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, Streeter got some catches, got a touchdown. That's good. Got some movement there. I really just don't think, even after watching all the preseason games, I mean, this is Carr's first time now running that that uh, offense besides that one preseason game, right? So I know it's hard, but I'm going to preach a little patience. You know, like Guns N' Roses saying something like, all we need is patience. And I know we want to win in this time, and the time is now, and let's do it, let's go get it, all of that jazz. I'm all down for that. Um, I think it's just going to take a little bit more time for, for Carter to gel into the offense. Um, and for, I I understand, too, uh, you know, people are pretty uh, upset about a lot of the coaching decisions. <laughs> and, you know, I'm there. I feel it. I see it. Um, but I think, yeah, for everything to gel a little bit better, we need a little more patience. Um but and my patience will end after this next week. So I'll be at the home opener. I hope you guys are all there. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it another chance. The home opener should be a fucking blast. You know, Bend, Oregon Raider Nation. We showed up bigger than ever. It was like double the size, maybe almost. There was a lot of new faces. A lot of new faces. Super positive Raider Nation thing going on up here in Oregon. So just know that we're coming in strong up here out in the middle of the mountains in the woods. They're coming from the backwoods. They're coming from the inside hoods. It's all good. Anyways, it's going to get better. Houston, we're coming for you, and I'm coming down, and a lot of born is coming down for this game. So go Raiders. Kick some fucking ass. There you go. The voice of reason and calm is in the house. We have to have it. I need it. That's for damn sure. You know I get a little emotional. You know how it is. I will see you there. You know the opener is going to be off the chain. I don't need to say it, but I'll say it. I was going to save it for the end of the show, but I'll give you a taste now. It's going to be crazy at the black hole. It's going to be a blast. Can't wait to see you there, brother, with everybody from Born. Let me tell you guys, this club is on fire. They do great things for the community. I'm just not saying it. They're doing it. Thanks for the call, bro. And the ladies are all up in the bone line. I'm telling you, tonight they are coming strong. Let me tell you right now. Miss Silver and Black from Orange County, behind the Orange Curtain. What is going on, girlfriend? Hey, Raider Greg, this is Miss Silver and Black out in Orange County. I just want to leave a few comments about the game. I've been watching the Raiders for about 15 years now, 15 years of hell. But this year, uh, first quarter was okay. 
got me excited. Then, of course, they laid an egg the rest of the game. Car's doing okay, but I'm tired of the short passes. I want long passes all the time, or most of the time. I think you can execute it well, but we got to get it together. I don't want another disappointing year. This is Miss Silver and Black. I'm out. Very nice take, my friend. Very nice. You know, they they can't be conservative. We have no time for conservatism here. We got to see what our team can do. I'm hoping that they'll be pissed off from the last game and come out big time this game too. Thanks for the call, girlfriend. I love it. And next we have Raider Joel from Maryland. Way back east, man. What is happening, brother? Yeah, Raider Greg, this is Joel calling out of Maryland. Uh, it's been a minute since I've, I've called. Uh, love your show. Love what you guys do. I support you in every way. Just right now, I can't do it financially. Uh, I just got a couple things. Uh, one, after watching the game yesterday, I think it's become very apparent that it's not necessarily the players. It's definitely the coaching. We couldn't get out of our own way. He's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach. We've got a lot more veterans, good draft picks, and we still couldn't do shit against the Jets. And Dennis Allen needs to go. I think we'd probably keep Reggie around for another year or two just to see how things go if we had another coach, not necessarily one that's brand new to being a head coach at least a, a proven person that, that knows one side of the ball or the other or both or whatever. We just, we just can't keep, you know, playing like this and ending up with four and 12 or worse seasons. Um, second thing is uh, I just got orders. I'm going to be moving to Tucson uh, a little bit later this year. Not sure what, what, what's going on in Tucson. Uh, who's all out there? Uh, any, any of the fans, uh, Kind of give me a heads up. Uh, love your show. Talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get some better play. You know, it's just game to game, brother. We all noticed it, too. The defense is, is hurting and needs to be stronger for sure. And Tucson rocks with it, Raider fans. The Raider Nation is huge in Arizona. There's clubs everywhere, man. Just look it up on the Raider page under uh, a clubs. And you look in Arizona you will find a place to to rest, bro. It'll be good, too. You'll be amazed at how many fans are in Arizona. It's crazy. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller, Matty Raider from Albany, New York. I love this guy, man. He's a good dude. Don't be down, brother. <laughs> it's one game. Hey, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey guys, long time no talk. Actually, the last time I called was after the last Jets uh, embarrassment last year that I paid good money to go to. Well, I refused to go this year, and I'm glad I didn't. Watch a game yesterday uh, with some friends. Of course, they're all Jet fans. Got family who's Jet fans. I mean, you know how bad I wanted this win. I really wanted this win. It was a winnable game. Um, well, I guess to sum it up, we aren't going to return. Um, to any kind of team until we get rid of this coaching staff. This coaching staff sucks. Um, Derek Carr is the future. I believe he's a great, well, I, I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, I think we can build around him. Um, but you send him out with these two-yard passes, three-yard passes, Jets defense, as much as I hate the Jets, Jets defense picks up on that right away. They knew what was going on. You're not going to fool Rex Ryan. 
great defensive coach. We abandoned the run, even though we tried to run it up the gut at the number one uh, run defense from last year or top three or whatever it was. So no game plan. These guys always look underprepared under Dennis Allen. I think this game more so was uh, Greg Olson. Um, I've always thought he was unimaginative. Uh, he's he's always been a middle-of-the-road guy, vanilla guy. Um, we always play scared. That's the thing that, that pisses me off is, um, you know, we come out conservative, scared, um, and it, good teams can pick up on that um, right away. Rex Ryan pick up on that right away. You know, it's just we're not going to be good until we get rid of these bums. We got to get some real coaches in there. We have players, um, and we're just not going to be good until we get rid of these bums. Uh, I, I'm just so I'm just so furious. It was a winnable game. I don't know what else to say. Um, Derek looked good. I, I I think he looked good. I mean, he almost had that pick to Calvin Pryor, but I think he. Uh, I think it's really something we can build on. It's not his, it's not his fault. Pretty tall task to go into uh, MetLife as a rookie and uh, and perform. So I think he he did fine. Other than that, the rest of the guys need to step up. Offensive line, Donald Penn, dude, you know, terrible. Guy's terrible. Um, anyways, I'm at, I'm I'm pretty much done. Coaching staff's got to go. All right, guys, take care. Bye. It's looking that way for me too, man. I think. You know, I try to give Dennis Allen and Olsen an opportunity, but it just doesn't seem like the team wants to play. It's some weird, it's a weird vibe. I don't know what it is, but they certainly don't have the pop. They don't have that the chip on their shoulder, and that's what they need, man. They're going to have to have that to play in this league. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller, a season ticket holder in Houston, Texas, no less. My good friend, Houston Raider Steve, what's happening, man? Hello, Raider Nation. This is Houston Raider Steve. Yes, that was a very tough loss up in New York. We got a defense, as you know. It's our offense I'm concerned about. Like Greg said, we got a vanilla offense. We got to do something. Plans to beat J.J. Watt. And, uh, of course, Clowney got hurt against the Redskins this last weekend. But you know what? We got to kick it up a notch. We got that defense to help the Jets under 20 points. Just want to let you know here in Houston, there's a sports talk show guy named Matt Thomas. He runs a show on 7:90 a.m. from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. And I'd love for you guys to call him after the Raiders beat their ass this weekend out in Oakland. The past two times that the Raiders played the Texans in Houston, he said, "Oh no way, the Texans are going to lose this game." Both times. And this time, he said the Texans are going to win by 14 points or more. The last two losses in Houston, he predicted the Raiders wouldn't get within 14 points. Well, it's pretty freaking arrogant, isn't it? And what did we do? We beat them twice in Houston with Matt Schaub, who sucks, on that drive, on the last drive of the game. What did he do? He threw two interceptions. Matt Schaub. We had to go out and get Matt effing Schaub, who sucks. Y'all, my brothers and sisters, I'm just letting you know all the shit they always say here in Houston about their disrespect the Raiders, especially this asswipe, Matt Thomas. Make sure you call him and let him know after the Raiders beat their ass this weekend. I was thinking that, too. I know we beat them twice in their own house, and they were both supposed to beat us both times, and we kicked their ass. That's pretty funny. We're going to do it again. I love it, brother. I love it, Steve. Thanks for the call, man.
And our next caller, RJ Raider, the Raider Junkie from East Whittier. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Greg, Raider Andy, this is RJ, the Raider Junkie from East Whittier, man. Just had to throw down my bones with you guys. Um, trying to die, uh, digest this uh, damn game we had yesterday. And, uh, buddy, man, I can't believe this. We gave up over 400 yards in total. Uh, our, our defense just gave up that much. I just can't believe it. I, I thought Dennis Allen was the guru. I thought he was the defensive coach. My God, they could not stop. He, the first drive, they couldn't even stop. They can't even stop the run, man. It was just unbelievable how New York just took the ball and went straight down. Thank God for all the penalties they had. If it wasn't for that, who knows what would have happened. But, hey, we escaped with that. They only gave up to three. I love that the defense did. They, you know, they didn't break then, but, uh, hey, it was close. And I love the way we came back. I love the way the offense moved at first. We moved really good. We went down there, and bam, we scored a touchdown. We take the lead, and everything's looking good. I said, man, that looks good. Come on, defense. Let's get some three and outs. But it just seems like New York was just running the ball up our ass, man. I don't know. I don't know, bro. We just don't, we cannot stop the run. Every once in a while, we get a, a, a good penetration into the back. We get uh, Chris Johnson, we tackle him. But I think it was Ivory. Uh, Chris Ivory is the one was really killing us, man. Especially late in the fourth quarter, we killed him with that run. Fuck, that really fucked us up there because I thought we could have fucking won that game. But uh, we should have. We should have. We have many opportunities, but we blew it, man. We can't give up. Defense cannot give up 21st down in the game. That's just too many, too many damn, uh, too many down first downs. You know, and uh, we just never really got – we got pressure on him. We got a lot of pressure on him. We just couldn't hold him, man. There was a time when Seymour almost had him. He, he came in on control, and he, he just, just a little juke, boom, he runs out, he gets toe, gets the first down. So we, we got to tighten up on that D real bad. We real bad. And offensively, I love that first time, but after that was punt, 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 punt. Unbelievable. I mean, we really didn't get anything going at all. Even at, even after a halftime, we really didn't do great adjusting. And I blame that on uh, on on DA and Olsen, man. They should have let this kid open up. So far, not one did we go deep. Did you see really any deep balls? What did he average to throw? Five yards to throw after it all? I think the only one he threw was a touchdown pass to Jones for 30. I can't really. I know he threw a couple over the middle to Denarius Moore. The ball was either low or, you know, or it, it was out of the way. The defender made a good play. But still, we never went deep, man. We need to stretch that field. Like Al said, you got to stretch the field. You know, I know he, the kid didn't have much time now. They were really throwing him all kinds of looks. He got a good learning lesson from Rex Ryan's team, a good defense. So I hope he sucks it all in. And digest into everything on film day. I'm sure he is. I'm sure they're going over it and uh, what he learned. And hopefully next next week he'll be better prepared because really this is on the on on, on Olsen, man. He he held the reins. He should have just let him loose a little more. You know, uh, uh, maybe they just had so much of a package for him or what. But no, you know what? Ta needs to take charge and say, "Fuck it, we're gonna open it up. We gotta start throwing the deep ball." Lines have to start holding and open up some holes, man. He needs a running game. They didn't do shit on just our run, man. We, we couldn't even run. So, hey, I'm kind of pissed off, but I'm kind of glad because we're still in the game. I just think we, we need to improve this week. Definitely need to improve. These coaches need to fucking work overtime, man, a lot, a lot, especially the defense, man. We need some three and out, and let's see what happens. But uh, ready to break? Ready to ready? 
Let's put a five. I feel better. Late. We all feel better, brother. <laughs> we all do when other people vent. I do because it's the same thing, man. Our defense better get it together. Dennis Allen and Olsen adjustments. I, I, I haven't seen him in three years. Here we are in the third year. Still no halftime adjustments. Are these guys growing or what? Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller, Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. What's going on, brother? What up, Raider Nation? This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. the Desert Raider. It's taking me two days just to uh, to make this call because I'm so friggin' pissed off still about how we played. We got our asses kicked, plain and simple. We, it was a plain and simple fucking beatdown. I don't give a fuck what the scoreboard says. Uh, the Jets pretty much shot themselves in the fucking foot. They kept handing it to us. Here, Raiders, take the win. We want to give it to you. We want to give it to you. And we just wouldn't fucking take it. You know, we, we got the shit kicked out of us on the offensive line. They got dominated. The defensive line got the shit kicked out of them. They couldn't get any penetration a little bit towards the end of the game. Uh, the running game was non-existent. They just did not fucking exist. So that automatically puts your quarterback in, in, a, in a fucked up position where all he could do is dink and dunk. He couldn't go deep. There's no way. Oh, fucking a defense with their arm tackling. Come on, man. I was sitting there waiting. It's only a matter of time before they bust the big play. And then 71 yards later, that motherfucker Ivory was fucking in the end zone. Piece of shit arm tackling. And how the fuck are we going to get 400 yards in punting? What the fuck does that tell you? It tells you two things. It tells you we've got a fucking kick-ass, consistent punter. And it also says that we're fucking three and out in this motherfucker. Three and out, three and out, three and out. You know, a lot of that I attribute to the fucking play calling. It just, it just wasn't conducive to getting first downs or moving the ball. But uh, a lot of negatives in this game. A couple positives. And the most important thing that I'm going to hang my hat on is is Carr's play, his composure, uh, throwing the ball away when he needs to throw it away. He doesn't play like a rookie. I mean, he made a couple rookie throws that should have been picked off, but he got lucky there. But for the most part, he is the real deal, I believe. And uh, we're going to have to uh, to center our game around that. Also, one thing I think we did really well was the uh, takeaways. We were aggressive. That interception that Woodson made, that was a championship play. He was laid out, you know. And that hit, and I can't remember who made the hit, I'm sorry, but the hit on Geno Smith as he was going into the end zone, it took his ass out and the ball with it. That's how you play fucking football. That's clutch play right there. That's motherfucking Raider football. So let's get back to the fucking drawing board. And uh, sorry to say it, but the Jets are one of the most weakest teams we're going to be playing this year. So better get your shit together. Let's go, Raiders. Let's get back up there on Sunday and fucking kick some ass. All right. This is Raider Sid. I'm out of here. 
Well, I don't think it was a, a an easy game. I think the Jets are better than everybody thinks so. Trust me, I think they're a good team. And they're going to show that later on this year. We, however, have to get better. We, however, can beat the Texans at home. And speaking of home, the black hole, come on, man. The Coliseum is some spectacle on opening day, man. It is absolutely a great, great party. Be there if you can. I'm telling you, we're going to see if we can get some film, something up in the house, because the Raider Nation is off the chain, and it's a lot of fun. You got to be there, support the team. I think we can win. I can't wait. So next week, man, we're going to be talking about this game, and let's hope we see a whole new situation up there in the black hole. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.